uh, I started pharmacy in uh, Hubei University. What? Pharmacy? Yeah, yeah, and, Asian parents. <laughs> and then music, business, and entertainment management? Uh, entertainment industries? <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Uh, yes, yes, that's, that's a big change. But, but, but initially, why I choose pharmacy is just like pure folks uh, forced by my parents. Yeah, so uh, mm. you can understand like Asian parents, they all either want a lawyer or a doctor. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could be like a music doctor. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, if if I'm that talent. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not by choice that I moved to tech. Like it's, it's it's like I don't have any choice. I have to move to tech to Chinese outbound to uh, keep my dream. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to You're Not Alone, the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Today we have my girlfriend, Joor, and he works in the music and entertainment industry. He's actually, I, I would say, the only international student I know that works in the music and entertainment industry. And welcome, Joor! Yay! Hi everyone, my name is Joor. I went to University of Miami for a master's degree in music business and entertainment industry. After I graduate, I uh, interned at Rock Nation and then served as digital marketing manager at 24 Hours Media and then moved to the tech industry uh, as the digital and partnerships manager at Joy. Now I quit my job at Joy and then I uh, doing marketing for a uh, web street startup Teleport and doing a, pro, a few projects for my artist friends. Um, yeah, I have an H1B visa. Okay. How yes. how many draws did it take you for the lottery? Just one draw. I, I'm not STEM major. Like, I only have one year of and one chance. Oh, yeah. okay. But, you know, the only chance and then you got it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you mentioned you work at Rock Nation before and that's in New York, right? Yes. How was working in New York? Um competitive <laughs> i feel like new york is like uh new york people they have a very high entry bar like like they, they will set a lot of bars for you to enter the business but once you enter the business uh mm -hmm. it's the real business what about you know compared to la how do you like it i think la is more like uh, people are nice and there are a lot of a lot of opportunities everywhere but uh, you have to figure out which one is the real alternatives and which one is fraud. Yeah, it seems like there are a lot of opportunities, but you have to, you know, like examine it carefully because, like, some might not be, you know, as good as it looks. Yeah, this is like last year. A lot of Web three startup you can see in the Web three conference. You can see MPLA. Uh, everywhere you go in West Hollywood, you meet somebody dude, they will say, I own a Web3 company. And right now, when uh, Web3 is already going down and the AI going up, the same group of people have an AI company instead, right? <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> All right. Um, so you've been in the States for how many years now? I think it's five years already. Oh, five years already. Oh, okay. Then why did you want to come to the States in the first place to get your master? And what made you want to stay to work here? Um, why did I come first? Uh, because uh, I always wanted to, I always loved the music 
industry here. I always want to see what does it look like. Like, um, I want to have an experience that I actually work in the music industry. And mm-hmm. like, you only live once. You want to have the experience you want. That's why I first. Yeah, yeah, you love, you love. Yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, after a few years of working, I feel like why I keep staying in the U.S. is more like uh, I've already seen what does it look like in the music industry, but I'm seeking validation from the music industry. I also I want to sit at the table, not just be uh, on the edge of the music industry by not having the real business. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it's been a lot of effort for me to reach this uh, my steps till now so uh i don't want all that effort to be in way and restart my career in china mm, yeah that's that's very understandable because like you've been here for five years and then out of the five years um i think three years you're working yes yeah yeah so like it's probably gonna take um extra time for you to you know like build the same as where you're at right now and also you mentioned that you like the music industry here so you want to have an experience of what it's like here yes and now since you've seen the mu- music industry here in the states are you still you know like looking for opportunities in the industry or are you you know like open to other like uh, aspects of career as well I mean, music industry opportunities will always be my first priority, but mm. it's just like, it's almost impossible for them to sponsor an H1B visa in the market it's itself. It's really, really hard. Yeah, so uh, it's not by choice that I moved to tech. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I don't have any choice. I have to move to tech to Chinese outbound to uh, keep my dream. Earlier, we were just talking about that you got the H-1B the first time. So yeah, congrats. Yeah, thank and you. How's your journey been like for the H-1B? Was it hard for you to, you know, like uh, initiate the conversation with your employer? Because I think that happened when you were still in New York, right? Yes. I would say um, I'm very lucky because I have a very good supervisor at that time named Goldie. Shout out to Goldie. And she agreed to help me with H1B. But definitely it's a very hard journey because before I had a H1B, I had a a stable position in the music industry where I work for Dallas Global uh, for their social media. Also, I met on the outside side the twenty four hours media for their the rap battery project. But this that mentioned that I need H one B sponsor make me lose the job of at Dallas Global, and mm-hmm. also make me um lose a, a lot of opportunity from that that side. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, definitely a t- tough journey. Um, how do you think you know like um having the need for sponsorship affect your ability to chase your dream in the music industry even even right now i'm looking for opportunity in the music industry in the mm-hmm. more senior level there's still an impossible uh case like like for example they won't sponsor like you unless you're director or vp level like so if you need sponsorship uh, in a non-stem field like a non-tech field not, not like analytics or that you probably won't be able to chase a dream in the music industry unless you are willing to do like a day one CBD school to just mm-hmm. stay here and with without working without sponsorship. Yeah. So like even with um you currently have H1B visa, it's still hard. Yeah, it's still 
Ah, uh, it's still very hard. It's still very hard. At least, like, mm, it's like I can explain it this way. Like for marketing positions and for non-sponsored positions in big companies or in a, um, uh, uh, normal companies, <laughs> and then not not small companies that that don't care the rules that much. Like when you hire, like if you are the hiring manager, like mm -hmm. you want to hire an H one B uh candidate. And you have to bring this up to HR department and legal department to see if the, on the human resource part or the legal part, it makes sense. And most likely, most likely, if you need sponsorship, that's a no. And mm -hmm. how, as a, as a marketing uh, a profession, a professional or other field professional, how, does you, how do you um, turn back that answer to still proceed this candidate? That that's a really uh, that, that's almost impossible thing. Like you 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 don't want to lose your your position in the company to make that decision. So yeah, yeah, that hard. that that's for sure. Because like, if you already you know get a no from HR and legal, there's nothing more the recruiter could do to help. Yes, and it's, and it's also like it's not only about how good you are. It's also also about how bad the other candidates are. <laughs> yeah yeah it's the only possibility will be like they they're urgently in need of this position mm -hmm. and all the candidates are like uh american candidates are like uh screwed up and you are the only option and they probably will consider that but how uh what will be the, the chance of that like it's really small and think about every job transfer you will you will be need if you want need to face the same situation yeah mm, yeah that's tough and also i think because like you know music and entertainment is like a lot of people stream regardless you know of nationality so like it's already a competitive field to start with so i'm sure like for international students it's like 10 times harder yeah. Given that most companies <laughs> yeah. don't sponsor unless you're at director level, which, well, that's, as new grads, like... <laughs> this is impossible because yeah. you, you, they will need to see what projects you have done before. Yeah. And how could you bring, bring any yeah. projects in your portfolio mm -hmm. without any job or any yeah experience in the industry? That's, that's almost an impossible job. Mm. Yeah. Well, now we can talk about a little bit um, for your job search, like when you first graduated and then also right now, because oh. like right now you're also, you know, like open to opportunities. So yes, we can searching. Yeah. So we can, you know, just like talk about these two a little bit and then just like compare since now you have like more experience. Is it, you know, like easier for you this time? It's definitely easier, but um, it it depends on which uh fail that you are looking at. Like uh, if you are still looking at the uh the major labels, management companies, like those uh authentic companies in the music industry, it's not and there's not not any differences. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because because you just mentioned how hard it is to you know yeah. get sponsorship. <laughs> it's not like how hard it is to get sponsorship. It's just like a basically like a strict no. Yes, it's like, strict. yeah, yeah. Like like they they don't sponsor this position in the past. How can you make them? 
believe that you are an exception. Yeah.、Mm. And but if you are looking for Chinese outbound company that、um, have the needs in this field, that's、oh. easier right now because I have more experience in that field.、Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. Do you think like um your past experience in the music industry, um, help you with your job search in the tech industry? It helped in a way. It helped in a way. Um, I guess I benefit from the fact that in not many international students work in the music industry. So when they have a need in the music and the entertainment part, and they are Chinese outbound company. There are not many candidates to compete with me.、Mm. Yeah, I benefit from that. But also, uh, that's 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 like um, also there's a there's a cons on it too because you need there are not many Chinese music outbound opportunities in the market. It it's not an easy field for you know like um domestic students since like so many people have a dream in music and entertainment. How was it for you as an international student? Um, when I first got in the music industry, I have to say I was really lucky because my professor、mm-hmm. referred me to an internship at Rock Nation, and there is a alumni. Uh, uh, I believe his name is David Wonder. Like he, at a service the so chief digital officer over there at Rock Nation, and my professor referred me to him, and he got me an internship at Rock Nation. So I didn't do. That much job searching at that time.、Mm, okay. Yeah, and after uh, I, uh, I and when I'm interning at Rock Nation, I got a return offer at that time. And even though the whole department is laid off because of COVID, my supervisor took me out and gave me position、uh, one at Twenty Four Hours Media and another at at Dallas Global. So、uh, I didn't do much job searching at the at the first in the music industry. It's just through、okay. connections and、mm-hmm. the. And、uh, being being arranged because I have I have good reputation at that time. Oh, that's great! And how about this time? Because right now you're currently open to opportunities, right? And、um, what type of、um, positions are you looking for? I'm majorly I'm mostly looking for、um, digital marketing、mm-hmm. and, or marketing in general position in the tech field, in the、uh, in the entertainment tech field. The job searching is really depending on which industry you're looking at. Like、mm-hmm. if, you, if you are still looking at the authentic music industry, they still don't sponsor my visa, even even if I have certain years of experience.、Mm. Like that's why I'm I'm looking for the opportunity in tech because only they can do the visa. Right. Do you think like working in the music industry help you find jobs in like digital marketing, or are there any like Transferable skills that you've gained in the past are helping you to find jobs in marketing right now. I think definitely I have taken advantage of the fact that not many international students used to work in the music industry. So I when I first find my job at Joy,、uh, there are not many competitors.、Um, but there's also a cons. It's like、uh, there are not much needs in the in this field too. Like if you want to find a music Chinese outbound uh job, that's almost impossible. That's why like、mm. my job at Joy or afterwards is more leaning to general entertainment, social networking.、Mm-hmm. It's not they they don't have this market for Chinese music in this uh uh in in the states yet. 
Okay, let's talk about H1B a little bit since my podcast is, you know, the H1B talk. Is there anything that you wish you had known before, you know, you're on this journey? Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all years. We're all years. A lot. Uh, uh, the first thing I want to say is like, most likely you are not the game changer. Like the, the position that used to not sponsor anybody were not likely to sponsor you. You mm-hmm. can think that in a, if you are a hiring manager, you bring these candidates needs uh, H1B visa sponsorship and needs to go through a lottery to, HR, to the HR department and to the legal department. There are 99% of the chance there's a no. And how are you going to turn back this no? There's like, you are not even like in, in legal or human resource field. Like that's, all, that's a almost impossible task. And another thing is like, mm, if you choose this path, like you need to position yourself in the right place, like, and put the visa and green card status in, status in the first priority. Then your dream career, your uh, dream career development, uh, all that, yeah. I have to say, Americans' experience usually does not apply to your career path. It's better you find a previous successful international student example, or or you have to take all the risks. Like for example, in the music industry, I don't have anybody before me, so um, all my advice or suggestion when I first get in the in the get in the industry were by um, a local people. And they usually they told me that you become the intern or assistant first and get yourself in the door and then start from there. And I have a lot of people, uh, nice people help me in all the way past. Like I have offered countless uh, times and opportunity to launch an entry job in the major labels, management companies or smaller independent labels, individuals, but none of them succeed because of the visa thing. So. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is after I send out like more than 10K resumes, like launched my job at Joy that I started to understand that it's the market decide that uh, if I choose to pursue a career in the music, major labels or the authentic music industry, they won't work. They don't have that needs in the market. That's you have to fit, find your position, like, in somewhere that have the needs, like a Chinese album, the tech, mm, right. that will make sense, yeah. You just mentioned that, you know, you let the market decide if you can, you know, keep chasing your dream in the music industry. Yes. Um, how how does that make you feel? Uh, that's definitely a big struggle. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of struggles being inside because um, no, no international student I know was before me. So I have to find all the ways by myself. There's a lot of rejections. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, turning down. And, have, and I also need to deal with the fact that the opportunities have been previous offered to me are uh, being given to somebody else or like the the same group of uh, the, the Americans around me surpassed my career because of the visa thing. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of struggles. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit hard to taking in. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but you know we're not alone. Like this is you know something that I think most of the you know audience can yeah. can relate to. Yes. Yeah. Now looking back, and then I think you you know have 
thought a lot messages out of your personal journey and also like the struggles and then it's very unique because like you know like entertainment and music like usually it's not like a very i mean like every industry is not so easy for international, international students yeah. but <laughs> entertainment and music in particular are like the hardest route and i i'm so glad that you know like you you know like first you start it out and then you give it a try and then you put a lot of efforts and you know time and also like just a lot of like passion as well in it like you mentioned you send it out like 10k resumes like the, like yes. the number is mind-blowing sure like it's mind-blowing <laughs> like I, I've had friends and then including myself I think we both like send out like resumes for like a few hundreds like I think that's already a lot but like after hearing yours like 10k wow <laughs> shout out to you thank you so much but that's not individual resume it's just like a general resume for a lot of <laughs> i know but like still like the, the... it's impressive oh, i have to say so much yeah well um if you can't go back in time and change one thing do you want to change anything would you do anything differently since you know like you have so many messages like oh, for the so audience yes Oh uh, yeah, I would definitely do more homework before the choice of my major and before the field to uh the choice of the field where to start my career. Yeah. Okay, so like when you were like doing your homework for the major, what was like your number one, you know, like rule for you to choose a major? Back in the time when I was still like in early twenty. <laughs> I choose the music industry because I love it. Mm. But um, considering what uh, difficulties I've facing in the uh, past few years, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's like, um, it's not necessary for you to, uh, study music business to pursue a career in the music, mm. and also like for international student, um. Uh, and also for international students, like a STEM, a STEM major is very crucial. Three years of OVT is a totally different. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. <laughs> it's a game changer compared to one year OVT. Yeah, and uh, you you should take that into consideration when you choose a major. Yeah. <clears throat> what would you change to then? Uh, probably I would say like business analytics or like media study that STEM major that you know you have like mm. <clears throat> that like like a, some something close that related to music but more like skill wise or like more a uh, more like um data involved that can support you as STEM OPT. Yeah, I I think also like another thing is like if you have those like data or like analytics background like you probably have more opportunities or like competitiveness like in the tech field yes yes exactly and also thinking about the job transfer in your future like uh, like for example all skills around my job is more like soft skills right like, like people skills like uh uh of course there's some marketing skills involved but there can be 
replaced by a lot of Americans. So every time I replace my job, uh, I transfer my job into another place, I will face the same question that how do you prove that? Why, uh, why they need to sponsor me to be in this position but not hire an American who can do probably a better or same job without sponsorship? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then, like yeah. soft skills are not very easy to prove to someone. And even if you could prove, it takes time. Yes. It, it's not like, okay, just like write me like a, a press release or something or like show me like your marketing skills, like, or even just like, oh, write me some code. Yes, yes. that does not like can be proven in the... uh short time of interview and mm. also like um there's a language barrier too like how are you, how are you going to organize a fancy story to to convince that interviewer at that time that's just a hard thing to do too uh, can you tell us a little bit more about why you want to you know like do a little bit more research about like how to choose a major and like selecting your career like not just based purely on your interests and passion? Yes, because after you um, after you decide to pursue a career or after you decide to stay in America, after you graduate, there's a lot of after in the conversation. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, the, the, the biggest the difficulty you, are fa- you, are, uh, you will be facing is the visa status and the green card. It is very important to understand the insights and the rules of the H-1B and the green card. Otherwise, you won't pass the rule to get the visa. Like, like for example, like for H-1B, it's like H-1B is not a guarantee for free. Like on the, on the other side, it's like a jail. Like it will greatly limit your career path. Like it won't allow you to start your own business. You won't allow you to do side business. And every time you ask for sponsorship, it's not like you're in OPT. They can try you first and then sponsor you. Like mm. you have to have that almost ten k uh lawyer fee, a lawyer fee, actually transfer fee in front to let them hire you. And also the green card, you need to understand the green card policy to like for example, if you are choosing be to be a social media coordinator, social media manager, like. There won't be there will be a high chance that when they do the permanent advertising for the position, there will be a fit American to take place that position and your perm will not be passed. So that's why I would say like do your homework up front and avoid those paths that could make more barriers in the future for your career. Right. I think it really depends on like your priority. Like for example, if you're priority is to you know like stay in the u.s and then you choose like a non-stem major because you know like the opt is only one year so with the lottery rate being so low it's already a challenge and you know like looking for those jobs are i would say harder than like like stem jobs so like that's like already like two layers of barriers for you compared to like other students who you know um maybe like uh, CS majors like uh, data analytics majors and um, yeah it's just like I, I I think it's really to think through about what you want to do like for yourself in the future but you know a lot of times it's like 
when you're young, like for sure is, you know, all about passion, chasing your dream. Like, I, exactly. I think, I think we're still, you know, like in that stage, but it's just like, when, when the reality is like too harsh on us, I think that's when somebody starts to, you know, like to really think through and then to reflect all the decisions that we make in the past. Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, I think it is better for you to, uh, for, uh, you can understand at an early age to avoid that difficulties and to to think about how to combine your dream, your uh, the thing you want to do with the way that can possibly make you stay in the US. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, finding a balance between how to get status and like doing something that, you know, like makes you thrive. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's about finding balance, but I think I'm pretty like screwed on the other side. Me too. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed up. Because <laughs> we're all like, you know, like in the marketing field. So yeah, yeah. But it's not even possible. It's just like there's only limited um field of opportunities for marketing in this. Um, if you want to pursue this, um, like for example, like. Um, if you want to do marketing, most likely you'll be still working for a Chinese company to outbound marketing or like the Chinese company, a local Chinese company here. Uh, it's not likely you can just do marketing for your dream, like uh, <laughs> labels, management company. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. Reality check. Yeah. Mm. And um, you have so many like reflection about the past and do you have anything that you think the employer, like the other side should know about international students? Yeah, I definitely say um, the one thing the employer should know is that it takes a lot of extra mile for international students to just be considered for the position and show up in the interview. Like um, you probably think like the other candidates will apply directly on the website and they got a call by HR, but it doesn't really work like that in the, in the, uh, on the international student side. Like, uh, at, like for example, all my interviews I mostly get from informational interview and then networking, keep following up, then waiting for that position under that person or related to be happen and then referral and keep pushing up to the interview. And it, it's like already a lot of rounds for, for me even before the interview. So that I think that's a profitability. For sure. And um, second thing is like if hire international students, I think they will all, if they want to stay in this country, they will work a lot harder than the local, local candidates because they, they always have a visa and a green card thing. It's like a chain. It's like a, a, a insecure situation for them, them to keep going. Yeah, because I think most students would choose, you know, to stay with the employer once they start the H-1B process. Yes, yeah, because the H-1B transfer is so, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. It, unless you are like in the tech field, like like a uh, Google, Amazon. Like, mm -hmm. like uh, the, those ones, they're very experienced with, you know, like hiring foreign workers. So that's what it makes the process, you know, smoother yes. compared to like other companies who are less experienced. Yes, exactly. And uh, I had another question. So like, um, you just mentioned like, it's like a proof of ability for you to just get the interview. So like, 
I, I think there can be another message to our listeners is that don't overlook those like small wings. Because like, for example, mm-hmm. interview, like getting an interview is like a milestone, I would say, like yes. to, to some extent. And then like, don't ever look down on those efforts that you put in there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Every connections you make, every informational interview you made, and every um resume you submitted is a milestone, I would say. Like that will make you more proficient or uh better in the job searching process. Yeah. And I think that that's just the ability too. That's a that's that's how you type in the culture and how you make connections with uh, uh within the industry. That's that's what you are going to face in the future as well. Like how you keep uh, the relationship, how you find mentors, how you like gain resources from just communication. Yeah, that that that's what you can apply for those future scenarios as well. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for the advice. And just you know, like the past three years, has your mindset changed at all? Like about jobs, like. H-1B or just like living in the U.S. in general? Um, I would say, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, change a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I think that's that the major, a major trigger for me to change my mindset is after I realized that H-1B is greatly, it's going to greatly limit my career development. Wow. Like, like, um, not only the side business, outside of business, like a, a open your own company part, um, but also the H1B is just restriction for your promotion. Like for example, you have, if you're in, entered as a coordinator and you wanna be promoted to manager, you have to first reach the salary requirement for new H1B and you ask, have to ask your boss for a new H1B position it's not likely for them to do that do that much increase in your salary <laughs> and it's, it's not that, it's not likely for them to do another 10k to spend another 10k to just change your title so there's a chance that you might not be get the promotion in that case and also the green card part you, when you apply for a green card you can apply for for example a digital marketing manager position in the green card and you have to wait the whole process until you can submit your green card to be promoted if you stay in the same company. Because the green card is like, they, they need to promise this job in the, after green, green card is, is issued. And if you are at, by that time, you're a social media director or digital marketing director, that's not a job written on the perm uh, that will not make your green card make sense. So. There, there's a, uh, that's the restriction in the promotion and uh, you know career development. I, I think that's the major trigger for my change my mindset to think about the question: Should I go back to China for a few years and mm. go back uh, and come back when I have a green card, or just stay here and transfer job like suffer all the H one B and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, because you previously mentioned that H one B. Mm-hmm. can also be like a jail yeah it's like a jail yeah. after you realize it, it's like a jail like oh <laughs> definitely opt is so much better opt is like a green card right to work h1b is like you have to negotiate every time before you transfer like 
60 days right now you and you are out yeah but like unfortunately opt for you know non-sem major is only a year and then for sem major at most is you know three, three years, years. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean three years a lot of things can happen right and then and then mindset wise it could change like like rounds and rounds depending on like what you experienced yeah exactly exactly and i believe everybody is looking for a better way to i guess you you stay here for a reason like either for a dream but you're also looking for a better life and take that into consideration like yeah how could you better achieve your dream yeah i think this is like a constant you know like question like on the hat just to you know like we we have to think of, we have to think about it like if you you know decide to you know stay in a different country yes exactly mm, yeah well i i think like we all have you know different experience and different interpretation of what the H1B journey is so like I like to call it a journey instead of a process because like everybody gets something different out of it yes yes like like for example for me like after two years of you know um not being selected for the H1B um, lottery like I started to discover that like myself I really don't care about H1B that much honestly yeah, it, that's it's, a good mindset. <laughs> it's like a task for me to see how committed I am for H1B I guess yeah yeah that's this exactly and and you don't necessarily need an H1B for a green card yeah you, you just you should choose what you what makes you most comfortable or you should yeah. choose what what's yeah. the easiest uh no not easiest the most smoothest process yeah yeah and the most like approachable way i would say yeah because yeah, like as an international student there are like other limitations as well you know <laughs> yeah other limitations of parents uh <laughs> yeah some parents yeah, you know are happy with you chasing your dreams some want you to go back uh yeah, I believe Asian parents and eighty percent of them don't want you to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thank you so much, Shore, for you know joining my podcast today and then sharing all the you know your um way of you know achieving so much in the music industry and also um sharing with us how your struggles have been. You know mm-hmm. the pandemic, um. the pandemic the h1b and also now like the economy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah laying off the economy going down yeah going not going to get a google job (laughs) i mean like you know life is a journey yeah life is a journey like h1b is you know part of that 2020 (laughs) and the work work towards 2023 is a journey (laughs) yeah what could be worse than 2020 right (laughs) yeah oh my gosh (laughs) yeah but at least we're lucky yeah we are yeah we're we're grateful to be alive yes yeah well usually like i would tell the audience how myself and the guests met mm-hmm. and then i usually do it like up front but today i want to save it to the last for someone <laughs> for someone is <laughs> radical it's already went back to china so i met drawer through a uh Zinia. friend um her name is Zinia, and um that's so interesting so uh after she introduced us 
um, she went back to China. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. OPT expired. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I want to add one thing here.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those who only have one year OPT and fail to find a job within this one year, really be careful of your career decision. What if you can't find a job after your OPT expire because you are not new grad students in China Chinese market anymore. And that's a huge cons for your career、uh, for a job search when you have no experience, and you are not likely with that cons you are not likely to launch a good job in a a big tech or like uh the 大厂 in our <laughs> whereas and yeah so take that into consideration and don't screw up yeah. Yeah, and also don't don't stress out too much. Like honestly, <laughs> like when you make the decision, like. Just don't don't regret it. Yeah, don't regret it. You make it the um. If you want to stay here, you you are making a bet that you win, you win. You lose, you go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think in that way we're lucky because at least we have two choices. Like,、mm-hmm. at least we can you know like try it out here, and then if it doesn't work, we can go back. Yes, that's the that's the lucky part for international students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always have more choices. For sure, and、uh, Zinia, if you're listening, we miss you. <laughs> yes, we miss you so much. <laughs> Come back and visit. All right, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast if you want to stay updated to the most recent content. You can also follow the podcast Instagram account. It's called the H One B Talk. And I sometimes share some behind the scene and also previews of the podcast. If you want to be featured on this podcast, you can DM me on Instagram. You're listening to "You're Not Alone," the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Thank you so much for your time. Peace. I'll see you next time.